It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot trying to miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 898 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, March the 5th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. Also, please make sure you're finding the podcast on your favorite podcast providers and subscribing to, rating, and reviewing the show. It's always appreciated, not only for this uh, this podcast, but for all the other Locked On shows we have out there for uh, your listening pleasure, covering all of your favorite Teams. All right, on today's show, we have a very special guest, a huge Raptors fan, one of the co-hosts of the great Canadian baking show, one of my favorite shows in the entire world, and a man who can wear a hat with the best of them. It is Alan Shane Lewis. Alan, how's it going, man? It's going great. I hope people can hear the hat on my head right now. <laughs> Currently, it's a home hat. You know, I have some of those. I have shower hats, bed hats, ready to go. But uh, I'm feeling good. Thank you so much for having me. It was. We were watching. Uh, we're a little bit behind on this season of Baking Show. We were watching on PVR the first episode this week, and my fiance was like, "He rocks a hat of like very few people I've ever seen." Uh, it was her first observation as all the cases <laughs> flying around. So you have yeah. that. Uh, feather in your cap I'm sorry for that uh, <laughs> so Alan you're an enormous Raptors fan and uh, you were a recent guest as well on the podcast to do with Katie Heindel uh, basketball and that was awesome everyone should go listen to that as I horrified Alan with my love for King Cake Baby among other things uh, but want to dive in to uh, some Raptor stuff with you today man let's I guess quickly We'll hit on last night's game against the Celtics and the sort of end of the first half of the season. Kyle Lowry appreciation. We'll get your sort of overall thoughts on the first half of the year. Then I want to dive into your Raptors fan origin story, as we typically do with new guests to the to the show. And I have a game for you. Listeners will know the show, know the game uh, as that random Raptors game. I'll explain the rules once we get to that in the final segment of the show. But... Let's start off with last night uh, against the Celtics. Second night of the uh, COVID back-to-back for the Raptors with no one available. Uh, did you watch this game? Did you put yourself through it? I personally waited until 8 o'clock so I could fast-forward through it and was pleasantly surprised by how much I didn't hate it. Um, but any overarching takeaways from the game against the Celtics uh, other than yeah. it was cool that Kyle Lowry got all those assists? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for those 19 assists. That was fun, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this game was also a reflection of like an, uh, of that last game against the Pistons. It's a more of a shorter rotation. Still trying to figure out things. Stanley Johnson's trying to get like more reps. 
Um, I don't know. It's it's hard. It was a hard one. I think these last just having nobody there, like you just have pretty much all the substitute teachers <laughs> on the court right now trying to take over this class. And it's it's an unruly class that they're trying to like contain and control. So it's hard. It's hard when you, you lose games by, you know, uh, being outscored, but also being out hustled. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a better response, at least in this game, as far as hustling than I than I did see in, in the Pistons. The Pistons game was, was like it was really hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, I had to, I, I, yeah, I did turn off the fourth quarter. Um, personally, I was just like, you know what? The Brooklyn Nets are playing. Let's see what they're doing. You know, <laughs> they're up twenty. That should be fun, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 hard. It's hard, kind of seeing the Raptors kind of go like this because, like, what is a a positive season? Like, what is? I don't know. As a Raptor fan, how do we quantify or qualify this season? And there are some good spurts, like you know, as you said, seeing Kyle Lowry kind of get those mile, uh, milestones and seeing the next generation kind of push down. But when you kind of strip it away and you pretty much have Stanley Johnson in your starting lineup. What, what type of game is this? You know, like, yeah. is this like to me personally, this is like an imaginary game. Like this happened in a theoretical <laughs> world. Uh, it, it holds no bearing to the season. I don't see anything uh, take away anything good from it or anything bad from it. And I, I and I will be that type of rapper fan. Well, we'll take away the good from it. I'll be like, I'll look at the good and I'll be like, that's 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 what I'm looking for in the season. And and push away the rest. So that's where I'm kind of sitting with it. Honestly, I've said this a few times. I think I said it like the very first day of the season. We were talking about what a successful Raptors season was look was going to look like. And basically, you know, wins are nice and a playoff round win or two would be cool. But my biggest sort of driving force for me in my fandom this year is I just want to watch Kyle Lowry do cool things the way Kyle Lowry does all the time. And the last two games at least offered a nice sort of exercise in Kyle Lowry appreciation. He was excellent yeah. in the Detroit game. Him and Norm were basically all they had, and it was fun to <laughs> watch that. And then, yeah, watching Lowry kind of chase down Jose Calderon for a record it feels like Lowry should have had by now, and now it's tied with Jose, and that's a lot of fun. Um, that, to me, is a, a little sprinkling of success into this season. And I guess that leads me, Alan. We don't need to linger on the Celtics game. It was bad. They should have done better rebounding uh, or something. But also, I can't really begrudge them for losing gas over the course of this game, considering the circumstances. Mm -hmm. Missing your second through fourth best players and all three of your best defenders, it's going to be hard to overcome. Not much to take from it. But um, (laughs) it does sort of tie nicely into the Kyle conversation and it's going on again today the whole trade thing we're 20 days away from the deadline this is going to be our lives until the 25th I'm sure Brian Windhorst's podcast today was all about Kyle Lowry trade uh, you know possibilities there was an ESPN insider piece a couple days ago um, you know kind of outlining Lowry trades where are you at we talked a little bit about this when you were on uh, basketball but that was a few weeks back and I'm curious where you're kind of sitting on the to trade or not to trade Kyle Ledger where are you at right now yeah, I'm I'm I, I per- prefer if Kyle kind of stayed and kind of uh, became that type of Raptor figure where he continues his, you know, his legacy here. But I'm in the more the mindset of like, what is best for Kyle? Right. It, does Kyle need that second championship to kind of solidify his legacy? Is that something that he wants to attain? And currently right now we're in a position of like rebuilding. Like, does he want to hang out for this? If he doesn't, I will not begrudge him to leave. If he wants to do something for him and do what's best for his family, I'm 100% of that mindset. But once again, yeah, I, I think uh, it's nice to see Kyle Lowry in, in a Toronto Raptors uniform and kind of solidify that idea of like legacy. Cause I don't think we leg we have a legacy when it comes to players. We kind of like, have them for a bit and then we kind of maybe ship them off uh in the middle of their prime or right before they head into their prime or into this next stage of their career where you can say the all the 
adult things that they do in their career happen. Like I think that happened with Bosch where we had Bosch for these like really exciting years, but Bosch didn't really become the Bosch that like that championship adult Bosch where he just kind of knew his role, did what he had to do in one games, you know, as opposed to like getting 24 and 10 and going like maybe 40, 44 wins or 47 wins or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it would be nice. It would be nice to see like a, a Raptor player go out to pasture and kind of like, I don't know, uh, go to the old folks home in the Raptors in a Raptors <laughs> uniform to, in, in, in a sense, you know? Yeah, just smoothly transition into the Jamal McGlure role after he's yeah. done playing. I'm down with that. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm very much, I don't need to rehash my feelings on it because I've done it on this podcast basically every day for three months, but don't trade Kyle Lowry barring some demand that he'll come to you with, which doesn't seem like it's imminent, honestly. He seems like he's pretty yeah. okay. Um, and I think it'd be far more sort of a feeling of, okay, go get him a championship if he had and already won one he's already mm -hmm. got one it's it's not the end of the world if he it rides it out for him in his legacy if he rides it out with the raptors and honestly i'm fully on board with he's still good enough that you could give him money this offseason and yeah. keep him around for a couple years beyond this year i'm totally fine with that too especially considering the Giannis plans went out the window a while ago and there's not really a stand-in replacement for him to the walk into your cap space um but I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm very much on the keep Lowry. He's great. Did you have something there? No, just yeah. To to, to your point, like the idea of like we have to get rid of him because like he's older and whatever. Like I haven't seen him slow down. No, really, he's ridiculous. Like, he's still great. Like he's still great player. Like I don't like comparing last season to this season. I don't think like bar from injuries. I don't think there's anything that you can possibly say that Kyle Lowry's game has like has gone into a decline. So this like idea where like we got to do it now, we got to do it now. It's like, well, why? He's mm -hmm. he's doing great. He's putting up the numbers. He's out there supporting. If anything, like he's like one of the when I see Kyle Lowry with the ball, especially in closing games, I feel like at peace and very comfort. Like it's just it's like a, a wave of comfortability just kind of like comes over me because I just feel like he knows what type of plays to do and he, he controls the game in a way that uh, we can see spurts from other people. But I feel like consistently he is our most consistent player. And I, I, even if he's not scoring on one end, he's still doing amazing things on the defensive end. And I would love to see more of that going down the line. Yeah, I mean, the dude's 35 almost and averaging 18, 6, and 7 on 61% true shooting and 40% from three. He rocks. Uh, and, <laughs> like, you don't just trade him just to trade him. You... Like, if some team's going to blow you away with, like, a Drew Holiday-type type package, then maybe I could be talked into it. But I don't think you're getting that. Drew Holiday yeah. was, like, a desperation move by the Bucks, who were in full-on, we-must-keep-Giannis mode. And the teams, like, I guess the Sixers are really the only team that offers something even sort of interesting with Tyrese Maxey and some picks and all that. But even then, I'm just like, you know what? Picks are uh, Monopoly money that I don't care about, frankly, compared to watching Kyle Lowry. And also getting to see Kyle Lowry play in Toronto one last time would be mm -hmm. pretty rad. Uh, Alan, we'll continue on with this uh, and sort of get into your origins of, as a Raptors fan as well in just one second. But first, I want to tell our friends, uh, tell you about our friends over at BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. You can even bet on awards, TV shows, reality TV, maybe the Great Canadian Baking Show. I don't know. We'll see if we can get those odds updated. Real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head over to betonline.ag to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league 
helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Alan, I I think we have established we're kind of in the same boat on the path forward with Kyle Lowry. We think the team's probably good enough to make a little bit of noise this year. Like, are you kind of okay with the idea of yeah maybe they lose in the second round or even like a noble first round exit against philly or or milwaukee but that's worth it to you to keep the the band together and watch kyle lowry kind of ride out the string here yeah i think uh i i really see it as like a 300 ending you know where they just hold steadfast but like make xerxes kind of bleed just to show that the rest (laughs) of the world like you know free men stood here something like that i i would be okay with that kind of season because i think that's kind of where we're kind of headed um, I don't have like giant expectations and I wouldn't put that on them this year. I feel like it's unfair to the, the staff and all the players too, as well to be like, I expect a championship or bust. So yeah, seeing them just give somebody a, a, a good seven game series or even getting to the second round and, you know, putting their stank on everything and letting the NBA put them, put them on watch and let them know like you know, there are some really good players up here in Toronto. I think Norman Powell's ready to do that next step up. I think Fred Van Vliet is finally on people's names and in the zeitgeist and conversation about like top point guards in the league. So more of that. And uh, you know, uh, more advertising for what's to come and what's what what can come with uh with our young uh our young squad and core being the team that is disgustingly annoying at all times is really the niche you want to occupy i think if you're <laughs> yeah. if you're a Raptors fan for sure um and, and i don't know maybe i'm i feel sometimes like i'm like in the you know hang on too long sort of too sentimental camp i think the argument that you can be too sentimental is kind of dumb it's like an inherently sentimental thing being a sports fan like this but i think the way that my sort of fandom is informed is through like a real dark period during my formative years and just kind of wanting all the good to just hang on for as long as it possibly can because who knows what what comes next i'm curious alan for you What's your sort of origin as a Raptors fan? Are you a day oneer? Are you someone who got on a little bit later on? What's your sort of uh, process of getting into the Raptors? Or what was your process of getting into the Raptors uh, to become the, the lunatic fan you are today? And I say that in the best way possible. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I have like, because I remember when the team came up. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a huge thing. I was watching before. Like one thing that I used to do growing up was uh, pretty much watch a game and then kind of play things out as I watched it. And I would watch a lot of like Penny Hardaway was like one of my first influences mm. as far as like a uh, basketball player. And I would, I remember I would always go to the mirror and I'd like hike my shorts up too. Cause like, I think I remember <laughs> the shorts being high back then and just like dribbling in the mirror and just like staring at it and just like learning how to dribble and getting better. So when we got a team, it was like super, super cool. But um, uh, here in, in, at least in Richmond Hill where I was growing up, uh, there wasn't a lot of sports opportunities to play basketball. Mm. Uh, so it was mostly soccer growing up. I played a lot of soccer and hockey and then Raptor ball became kind of a huge thing. So yes, Raptor ball. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't get get talked about enough. Um, It it truly did influence me a lot more because like I I was following them around for the mighty mouse days. And then when the Vince Carter thing happened, that's when it really felt like, Oh, the stuff that we talk about here in our own backyard is being talked about internationally Mm. or not, or like, you know, in the States too, as well. And it felt like it felt validating. It felt really like validating to see Toronto Raptors and, Vince Carter and what we were doing here being appreciated by, you know, inside the NBA or, you know, ESPN and whatnot. So I think I started with the, with the, you know, with the Mighty Mouse era. I wasn't too, I wasn't on board with the the Raptors name. I'll be honest. I was uh, more of a Huskies guy. Mm. I remember. Um, not a, not, but, uh, did you vote in the, 
in like the Toronto Star. No, thing? I didn't vote. Mm. I just I just remember being a kid and like like talking with people, uh, especially my dad, because my dad wasn't like a huge basketball fan. He was a soccer uh, uh, soccer fan. Right. Uh, still is. Uh, and he he saw what sports I liked. And he just like he made sure to like do the research on some of those things to make sure like I was having a, a good time. Right. So I remember. Yeah. So that I remember having discussions with him about a lot of that stuff. And um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, kind of, yes. Do you have a uh, a favorite Raptors team? Like we will we won't count like the title team or maybe even super yeah. recent ones because those are the obvious picks. But do you have a uh, like a favorite Raptors team from maybe the twenty like the dark periods, for example? <laughs> there yeah, there were some fun times in the dark periods because like there's some players that I still have like affinity for like Pop Mensa Bonsu. Hell yeah. Uh, I really- <laughs> Just a effort guy. Just going out there, get you some boards. Maybe may, I might dunk on somebody, you know. Uh, Keon Clark, uh, RIP him. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I think that era, yeah, around that time with like Joey Graham and like, you know, not much was expected, but you got to see a whole bunch of games because the tickets were cheap and you get to mm-hmm. get to go frequent it as much as possible. I think those were a lot of fun days. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, around that era. I think it's like, what, 2000 and like, Oof. I mean, Pops and played for them like six times, if I recall. <laughs> it yeah, might have yeah, just been coming twice, back, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get real excited when like Pop and Sabansu off the waiver list or off the free agency. I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know, if I could find that jersey, I would buy it right now. Oh man, <laughs> one of my great regrets is I was walking through Kensington a couple years ago, and uh, one of the little stores in there that has like a bunch of vintage jerseys was they had like their whole spread on the sidewalk. And I was scrolling through the the racks, and I found a Joey Graham purple front black back jersey. And I yeah. was like, well, it's an extra large. I couldn't wear this around, so I'm not going to buy it, <laughs> which was a very dumb call because I don't wear basketball jerseys <laughs> much anyway. They're just cool to have. So I own myself there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you have, like, a, a Joey. an obscure jersey? Um. This is the thing. I my I growing up because yeah, I, I only buy jerseys of people like older than me or fictitious. Right. That's just kind of like my mentality. So like I, I've been kind of like laying off of it now because it kind of hurts to buy a jersey of someone younger than you that has <laughs> way more talent. And just like, oh no, I didn't make it to the league. Like in my head, I'm like still got hoop dreams, but like in the front office, so I'm just like until that completely written out, <laughs> I'll hold off on getting these young guys' jerseys. But I did have a Carter, like one of those OG champion Carter jerseys. I remember having that mm. and I would play it with it so much and it would hurt like here's the thing like with the stitching of it it would just like it was tmi maybe but it would just rub up on my nipples oh, so yeah. much and it yeah. would hurt chafing hell like, put like <laughs> yes just ouch like that c on that champion mm, that would hurt you on a layup uh i would wear that underneath my jersey when we played like in tournaments for like uh our, our elementary school team i remember that um yeah i don't know any obscure ones i did i did have a, a gary payton one mm. Uh, Seattle Supersonics, but it was totally fit. It was not. It was the wrong green. Uh, what else? Oh, random one from high school. I remember actually. Sorry. Uh, this is not even a Raptors one. It's a Sacramento Kings. Um, uh, it's called oh, White Chocolate. I had one of those. Oh, hell yeah. That's a, that's yeah. a good one. To, oh, man. That, and that was like a hand me down from somebody else. I just took that with me. I think that might be the thing I missed most or miss most about the before times is just like going to a Goodwill and finding mm. random ass jerseys and paying $3 for them. It was uh, yeah. it's better times. I'm too scared to do that now, even though I guess you technically could. Uh, <laughs> um, so I have a game for you, Alan. We're going to get into yeah. on the other side. It's called that random Raptors game. And because you said Pops Metsubonsu is one of your faves, we'll do a Pops Metsubonsu themed 
that random Raptors game coming up in just one second. But first, I want to tell everybody about our friends over at Blue Chew who are back supporting the podcast and they are making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the exact same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription services service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in discreet packaging. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here at all. BlueChew's Sildenafil and Tadilafil, I think I got that right, tablets are chewable. <laughs> BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA. And they're prepared to ship direct, and so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from an extra confidence boost in the bedroom when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and more important safety information. We've got a special deal for our listeners as well. Try BlueChew free when you use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just pay 5 bucks shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get into the game, Alan, I did want to remark, it, the way that we've described you, I'm, I guess all the listeners just assume that you are wearing a hat, you have hiked up in Penny Hardaway-style shorts, you're wearing a champion Vince Carter jersey, and your na- your nipples are taped up to prevent the chafing. That's just the image that I feel like has been conjured in the mind of the listener. I just wanted to remark upon that. <laughs> double tape, <laughs> double tape. <laughs> um, so the game, that random Raptors game, we haven't played this in a while. But typically when we have a first-time guest, we'll do it to, uh, I don't know, indoctrinate them in the meanest possible way. How the game works is uh, I'll pick a game based on the subject matter of the podcast, and you have to tell me which Raptors played in this game. Usually there's like a strike system, but maybe we can be forgiving and remove the strike system. And if you just run out of ideas, then we can call it. But uh, I've chosen a game here, Alan. First of all, are are you clear on the rules and are you ready to play? Sort of, and yes. Okay, excellent. So, March 15th, <laughs> 2009, almost exactly 12 years ago to the day, uh, the Toronto Raptors hosted the Indiana Pacers in Toronto. The Pacers, the Raptors were 24-43 and 43 at this time. The Pacers were 28-40, and 40, a real banger of a game. Uh, Ten players played for the Raptors in this game, in, or 11, sorry, and the reason I chose it, it is Pops Mensabonsu's career high with the Raptors. He had 21 <sighs> points. He was a plus 11 5 of 10 from the field. He got to the line 13 times in this game. It was 11 to 13, eight boards as well. Uh, he came off the bench and was excellent in 22 minutes. So there's Pops Mitsubansu. There are also 10 other players to name in this game from the Toronto Raptors. Can you name the 10 players that played for the Raptors in this game, Allen? All right. Uh, Charlie V, uh, Joey Graham, Chris Bosch. All right. We'll go uh, one at a time. We'll go one at a time. Oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, uh, Charlie V is incorrect, I should say. Uh, a little okay. too late for Charlie V. We're t- talking the 2008-09 season here. Okay, um, so Joey Graham is correct. You got him. He had a wonderful 0 of 7 line. 
<laughs> he was, however, a plus 13 with 10 boards. One of the stranger box scores I've ever seen. Uh, so good for Joey Graham, I guess. Uh, so we got Graham. We got Pops. Did you say Chris Bosh? I said Chris Bosh. That one's easy. He played 33 minutes, 6 of 16. He had himself uh, 15 points in this game, plus 20, 13 boards. A good old Chris Bosh game. Who else do you got? Uh, Joey Graham? Oh, you, we you, said, you said Joey Graham. Sorry. Uh, uh, Jose Calderon, sorry. Jose Calderon is correct. He played 32 minutes, okay. started 6 of 9. He had 12 assists, 15 points. A classic Jose game. By the way, were you sad when uh, Kyle tied him for the record, or do you think it's more of a Kyle's record to own type of thing? Oh, that was Kyle's record. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I have still like love for Jose Calderon, and I'm happy for him and his successes, but uh, uh, not my first choice of point guard uh, growing up in those years. Oh, I, really? Uh, yeah, I, I think he was great. He was a solid point guard, but there was, I don't know, there was this indecisiveness of him sometimes mm. that kind of limited us in a lot of plays, and I wanted us to play a little faster back then, mm. and I don't know. I, I I do appreciate him though. I I will never be the type of that doesn't appreciate a player, especially when they've given like so much to the to the city and the team. But was not my first choice. I was more of a um I forgot his name T J Ford point guard. I was like, yo, get this guy on the court, <laughs> get him a man out there, Texas, you know, let him let him do his thing. So this is also a T J Ford household. Um, he by the way <laughs> played for the Pacers in this game which mm. maybe is a hint oh i don't know he played for okay. the pacers against the raptors in this game that means we would have traded for did we trade did we trade Joker or tj ford we did trade tj ford i'm not going to tell you who for because that will inform sort of like <laughs> uh you okay. so you've got four guys you've got bosch calderon graham Pit pops you've got oh, six guys left uh bargnani bargnani's correct maybe the best okay. game of bargnani's career he was really nine really? of eleven oh. Three of three from deep, oh. six of eight from the line. Didn't know he got to the line. Nine boards, which must be a career high. Whoa. Four assists, also must be a career high. Two steals and a block, plus 18, 27 points. Holy shit. Yo, <laughs> retire. Retire his, retire his number somehow, even though it's Kyle Lowry's. The fact that this game wasn't even one of the magical 12 games in like the 2011 season that uh, really he yeah. really made his name on is amazing. So shout out to Barks, I guess. Um, Once again, if he was just born in a different era, I think we would be we would have a different appreciation for who he was and what he was like, because he's like that future future center where it's just like, I'm going to stay in this three point line. And that's about it. Yeah, you know? that or he's like proto Kaminsky. He's one of the mm. two. It's <laughs> uh, <was> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got. Uh, I think every Frank can shoot it as hard as hard as Andrea. Mm, yeah, you know what? That's 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 fair. Because um, Frank has so many opportunities to shoot, and he ain't scoring. No, no, he's he's very bad at basketball. Also, think a bad guy in terms of uh, who he likes politically. But we don't need to talk about that. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> we're canceling Frank Kaminsky apparently on this podcast. Uh, by yeah. the way, I was wrong, Alan. There were twelve Raptors who played in this game, so you need to pick twelve. 11 okay. outside of Pops. Okay. So you have. Oof. Three of the starters in Barks, Bosch, and Calderon. You got two starters left, four reserves left. Who do you got? Okay, so starters, uh, Anthony Parker. Yes, Anthony Parker, okay. 26 minutes, four of seven. He had 10 points, plus four, four assists. I'm a big Anthony Parker fan. Guy rocks. Yeah, 
Better than Morris Peterson. Sorry to say it, but he was a better (gasps) basketball player than Morris Peterson. (laughs) Morris Peterson just had a really good attendance record. That just tells you right there. It's just consistency. If you put out consistent work. He doesn't hate it here. We love him. Yeah, Yeah, I remember asking my my teacher when she was going to a game. I was like, could you give me his autograph? (laughs) Grade six. Uh, We've got one starter left, four reserves. It's going to get difficult. So Bargnani, Bosch, Calderon, Parker, Joey Graham. Joey Graham wasn't starting. No, he was off the bench with that rousing 0-7. off the bench. Who was starting then? Oh, I know. Was it Sean Marion? Oh, my God. It was Sean Marion. You got it, man. Wow. <laughs> he did a three. Yeah. Um, wow. He played 23 minutes, three of nine from the field. No threes. Oh, uh, Ten points. Hated the Sean Marion era. Oh, my God. It was I, I really just... bad. Oh, I remember watching him just like uh, shoot around because we got there like super early for one game and just watching him just clank threes from the corner. I was like, oh, my Lord. It's kind of like, you know, because Marion was awesome, went on to be pretty awesome, too. But like, obviously, his prime came before. And it's like, oh, my God, Sean Marion. But it's like a very, very depressing version of him. It's like you I don't even know what the real real world analogy of it is, but like you get something well past its prime. It's like eating day old cold cuts. It's, yeah it's just like you know what it's supposed to taste like yeah <laughs> like i've seen it it's like when you go to comic-con and you see like one of these stars from like 20 years ago you're like you were totally dope then when I, like as this yeah. shining star image but like now seeing you now i'm like oh no this is kind of not as fun yeah dane cook in 2021 that's what sean marion uh, <laughs> yeah you don't want to you don't want a picture then you're like i want a picture of when you have that half circle whatever special yeah. that's when we want to see you yeah <laughs> you've got Maybe. four guys left here alan all reserves. Four guys. If you get Oof. these guys, I mean, you uh, got Marion, so I'm not going to put a past you to get them all. You also haven't gotten any wrong uh, yet, I don't believe. No, I got a thing wrong. Oh, the, yeah, what you got it? one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I want to say, because this is the bench now, Gar- is Garbahosa out? Did he break his foot and was gone? Yeah, I think he uh, was uh, a one-legged man by this time. Okay, TJ Ford. Who's on... Uh, None of these players are good. I'll tell you that. One is okay, disappointing. Rose. Yeah, no Jalen. That's a little bit late. Um, One guy is was like a high-profile-ish signing who became quite disappointing. I'll give you that hint. I'm just going to say Chris Childs. No, <laughs> no Chris Childs. Are, are you Chris out of Childs. guesses? Or do you want me to just run through the answers? Uh, oh, mm. no. Mm. Wait. Mm. Uh, Kardashian, the guy who married the Kardashian. What was his name? Oh, <laughs> um, Chris, Chris, Christopher Humphreys. Uh, <laughs> no, Chris Humphreys, <laughs> but a good guess. Uh, you gotta meet. There's a guy on this team. I'll give you one because you won't pick. You won't get okay. him. Jake Voskel, kind of uh, poor man's Chris <laughs> Humphreys, played four minutes in this game. He went club trillion in this game. No points, no boards, no assists, no steals, nothing. Good job. Rosho? No, no Rosho. Rosho's gone. No. There's a much worse. The backup centers in this game. Maybe the worst collection of backup bigs you'll ever see in a basketball lay, lay game. Outside of me. Pops. Uh, you got Patrick O'Brien. Ooh. Yeah. Rough mm-hmm. rough go for him. Too, too skinny. Four points, three boards. One of his better Raptors games, to be sure. Uh, <laughs> you've got <laughs> Roko Ukic, the king. <laughs> 13 minutes, one of three. And you've got one last guy. Like I said. 
pretty big free agency signing. Maybe partook in an all-star weekend or two. Not in the actual game. Do you have a guess? Uh, played in the all-star game? Didn't play in the all-star game. Was there for all-star weekend festivities. It's a dunker. No, this Jam- Jamario Moon? Not Jamario Moon. That's a good guess, though. It's Jason Capono, of course. Jason Capono! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, what was his stat line? Uh, 3 of 11, 0 of 3 from deep, as he was wont to do with the Raptors. Uh, actually, taking three threes is a lot for him during his Raptors tenure, considering he took like one a game. Uh, six points, four boards, an assist, a steal, and a plus 20. Team best plus 20. So, who's who's <laughs> laughing now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's Jason Cabono, I'll tell you that. No. Got him. Dang. Allen... This is a pretty successful first run at that random Raptors game. I'm pretty <laughs> impressed, man. Uh, the, the Sean Marion pull in particular is enough to put you in the... I mean, there's no Hall of Fame for this. Why would there be? But if there were, you'd be in there for your first attempt. Yeah. Uh, Alan, that brings us to the end of the show, man. This was a lot of fun. Do you have anything... I mean, you have one thing in particular I know you want to promote, but any other stuff that people should know about and where they can find you? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I play video games on Twitch at Shoeless Lewis. So if you like watching me lose at uh, NBA 2K21, come watch <laughs> me there. Um, run my own uh, podcast with some friends uh, called uh, Blow the Hardwood. If you guys want to check that out, it's a basketball talk show kind of thing. And uh, yeah, make sure to watch the Great Canadian Baking Show Sundays at 8 p.m., 8.30 in uh, Newfoundland time. So check that out on CBC and CBC Gem. Outstanding, man. It was lovely having you on. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. Uh, and uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed this week's or today's episode. It's not this week's. It's today's episode. It's a daily freaking <laughs> podcast. I keep forgetting that. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in all week. It was a weird week with some non-games and some fake games. <laughs> but it's all imaginary. Yeah. I hope everyone enjoyed the episodes this week anyway in particular yesterday's show with samson where we talked about og was a good one so hopefully you give that one a listen uh the next episode will be monday and it's going to be myself vivek and sahal checking in on our over under predictions from before the season so that should be fun and one of us is sure to look stupid maybe all of us who's to say uh and we got a bunch of stuff lined up for next week as well locked on bulls co-host jordan malley is going to join me he's going to trade me thaddeus young uh <laughs> as, as the gm <laughs> of the bulls that'll be good and we got a bunch more lined up for next week before the Raptors next game on March 11th. Thanks everyone for tuning in and hope you have a wonderful weekend and we'll talk to you again on Monday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad Free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.